Hey guys, it's DJ now. Welcome to episode 12 of the Feel Good Vibes podcast for September 2021. It's great to be here once again. I hope all of you have been having a great month and I certainly hope that all of you will enjoy listening to the first part of the school prep show. And while that part is available for all of you to listen to now, I would like to turn the attention to what you need to know as you head into other levels of school, fifth grade through college. So let's continue. All right, let's talk a little bit about what you need to know for fifth grade. Um, Beginning with a bit more advanced math, because by this point, you should already know the basics of addition through division. And if you still need some review, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the Rap With The Facts albums to brush up on that. If you are just listening to this segment, we're presuming that you already know the basics of all of that and are ready for more advanced work with it. So what I'm referring to here is subtraction in which you go through the numbers individually and decide if numbers need to be borrowed from, such as 50 minus 25. You know that you can't subtract zero from five So you have to go to where the five is and take one away from that to make it become a four. And then the one that is left over gets added onto the zero to get 10. So then you know that you can subtract everything perfectly to get 25. In regards to multiplication, it could be two digit multiplication. For instance, 30 times 30. Well, you know that anything times zero is zero, so you don't have to worry about that. So if you go to the threes, you just multiply those. And of course, that gives you nine. So just add a zero to that and you get 90. The division could be with remainders. For instance, 16 divided by three. Well, you know that 16 goes into 3 four times, but you have 4 left over. So 4, remainder 4. And you might also be doing word problems that involve these individual concepts. So pay attention. Um, And you might even be asked to identify how many of a certain thing you would need for all of a certain object to be used. Now your instructors will talk you through all of this. So fear not if you don't quite know what I'm referring to. Um, Once you have completed fifth grade, There is a graduation, just like there was from preschool and even kindergarten. Now, your instructors will 
help you get through all of this and prepare. So again, fear not. But I do want to talk a little bit about a graduation that I was involved in when I was in fifth grade. Um, it, it wasn't so much like going into an auditorium and sitting in rows in chairs on a stage and the principal calling our names and getting a fifth grade diploma. You know, it wasn't like that. Okay. It was a slight bit different um, because we did a class of some sort that had a graduation. The class was called D.A.R.E. Now, this D.A.R.E. is an acronym that stands for Drug Abuse Resistance Education. There were a lot of things we did in that class. So, we first learned what the acronym D.A.R.E. meant, and then we started learning about pressure because you need to understand where pressure comes from in your life. And mostly we talked about peer pressure because most likely your peers could try to pressure you to do drugs or something worse. And there's different kinds of peer pressure or just pressure in general. And then we learned the ways of saying no. Once we did that, we got into role play so we could actually get up and practice saying no in an unsafe situation. From there, we went to learning about self-esteem and how important it was to deal with our stress and anger, learning to make good decisions, good choices, looking at consequences before making those choices. We even talked about violence and gangs. So believe me, there was a whole lot that we talked about. And the very first day of the D.A.R.E. class, we were given a D.A.R.E. book. And we did a lot of activities, we read stories, and some of the assignments probably had more than one story, but we probably were asked to do only one of the stories, not all five. On the final day of the class, the instructor that we had named Debbie T. Baker collected all the books from all fifth grade classes, and there were five of them in total, and she read every single one. And then she would go through and pick out the best book from each class. And those would be given awards and such. Now, it made it so challenging for not just the D.A.R.E. books, but essays too, because we had to write an essay at the end of the class for a grade from there, which talked about how we felt about it, what we've learned in D.A.R.E., and why it was important to feel drug-free and to avoid violence. The awards were given for first, second, and top essay places. Um, now, the D.A.R.E. graduation happened on the very last Thursday of the school year, and it was in the school's auditorium, basically, and most of the awards were presented by the D.A.R.E. instructor, but we had our teachers call our names and we got from them the actual certificate of completion 
from the D.A.R.E. program. And then on the final day of the school year, we did a memory book and we also, in a music class, learned how to play the woodwind instrument known as the recorder and we performed for the fourth graders um, because the next year, when they went into fifth grade, they would be learning it and such. So I had a lot of fun doing that. So that covers what you need to know about fifth grade. And there are some other things that you'll do with your instructors that they'll talk about. Um, So now let's review what you need to know for sixth grade. All right, so let's talk now about what you need to know for sixth grade. Um, Beginning with English, and a little bit later on in the show, I will play a grammar album from the musical series Schoolhouse Rock um, as kind of a good review in a musical sort of way. But... Let's talk first about what kinds of things you'll be doing in that subject. Um, One of the things is a daily language review or daily oral language, depending on whatever they choose to call it. And there are sentences that are given to you that need to be corrected. For example... Let's say that maybe you had a sentence that stated, I ain't talking about love. Well, here's how you would fix that so it makes better sense. I'm not talking about love. You can kind of tell the difference there. Um, When I did all of this in sixth grade, sometimes we would have sentences followed by a short letter that needed to be corrected. But there were other times that we had a paragraph of sentences that needed to be fixed. So just... Make sure that you pay attention to what's going on and you should do okay. Um, We also talked a little bit about idiom phrases and antonyms, words that had multiple meanings. And in regards to spelling work, um, We had certain tasks that we needed to do, and I will talk about a couple of the different things that I remember doing from a previous grade and also sixth grade. So, back when I was in fourth grade, the spelling homework was on Mondays to alphabetize the spelling list 
Tuesday, we had to write a sentence with the spelling words. Wednesday, we had to rainbow write and write each word four times. So I just did the writing of the words four times because I can't rainbow write. Um, and then Thursday was a pre-test that had to be done from one of our parents and it had to have parents' signature because Fridays we had spelling tests. And the same was also true for dictation. Um, so we would do like three times, two times, and then just once, that sort of thing. So um, then for sixth grade, we did have to alphabetize the list at one point, but we also did something called see, say, cover, write, check. So we would see the word and then we said it out loud and then we covered it with like one of our hands or something like that. Then we wrote it out and then we checked it. Now, my instructor knew that I can't see that well. So for me, she changed it to feel, say, braille, check. So that was a good way to do it. And then we also had to rainbow write. So instead of me doing that, I just did the feel, say, braille, check. And I did it three times since with rainbow write, you have to do uh, three colors, basically. And the dictation, sometimes it would be three times or it might be two times or once. And as far as keeping track of all the homework, some people brought in planners, um, but everybody else used more like a homework chart of some sort. And the consequence would be if, let's say that we didn't do the homework, we had to stay in recess and do it. Um, and we also got parent notices sent home too in that case. Um, and I really tried my hardest to always make sure to turn in the homework uh, so that I didn't miss out on recess. The spelling and dictation stuff was written on, well, my instructor called it a chalkboard, but it was really just a piece of paper of some sort, and we couldn't write on that. Otherwise, we'd have to stay in recess and do it again. <laughs> um, and a really fun thing that you'll get to do in sixth grade is sixth grade camp. Now, this happens during the school year for an entire work week. So you will be away from your family members for that whole time. Um, when I went to sixth grade camp, I went to Camp Cuyamaca and there were a lot of fun things that happened. The very first night we had a campfire and then on the second morning, we had a fire drill. And then that night, there was a class devoted to Indians, basically, and what they did. Um, and it sort of reminded me of one of the books that my instructor read to us, The Indian in the Cupboard. 
then Wednesday we had an astronomy class of some sort, so that was really fun. Then Thursday we had a fun talent show, and then everybody went home on Friday. And sometimes, depending on what part of the school year you're going to sixth grade camp on, it might be before a holiday weekend of some sort or before spring break or winter break, that sort of thing. So having some time off to relax after that is kind of a good thing. Um, So... Uh, One final thing I'll mention in regards to sixth grade, and this again was when I went there. It might be different for um, all different schools, depending on which one you go to. But when I was in sixth grade, if let's say there was a week that there was an assembly of some sort um, for citizen of the month and probably even character counts, that sort of thing, because That happened for a couple of years that I went to the school that I went to. Um, The students that got Citizen of the Month or Character Counts did not have to do the spelling and dictation tests. They automatically passed. And so that was really, really fun. And I I just certainly took advantage of not being able to do that. I, I think I just did some, did some silent reading or just watched everybody else do it. So, yeah. Um, and then on the final day of the school year, uh, we did have a duck and cover and evacuation drill. Um, but that was a very brief period, though. Uh, and then we also got the chance to do like a fun little like pizza party of some sort and we could bring in drinks and such. So, um, I really liked that a lot. So that covers what you need to know for sixth grade. Let's talk now about junior high. All right, so junior high, or middle school as some people call it, um, is very, very important to keep in mind because this is another step closer to entering your adulthood. By this point, the responsibilities get tougher. Because once you complete junior high, you then go into high school. So, you will learn about the junior high routines and what's expected of you from your instructors. And in regards to awards assemblies, um, Most awards assemblies go from kindergarten through sixth grade. But they do have some awards assemblies for junior high, basically. So, 
when I was involved in junior high, it was known as Spirit Day. So there was an awards assembly that happened at the very beginning. Then the activities happened. So I did get a couple of awards um, when I was in seventh grade. The award was for being a super student adjusting to junior high with excellence. And so I got that in October of 2000 as the 2000-2001 school year was when I was in seventh grade. Then in May 2002, uh, because it was the 2001-2002 school year, but I was in eighth grade, the award was for being a student who has been tremendously improved in organizing performing independently and for always being positive. Now I'll talk a little bit about a couple of the activities that I was involved in. So um, in May 2001, one of the activities was about singing. So that was really, really fun for me because I really enjoy singing. Um, so people were asked to, you know, just spin a wheel and select a song basically that they wanted to do. And they were given points and such on how well they did. And I don't know how other people did at that point, but it was more like a singing contest. And so when I went up there, um, when I spun the wheel, it landed on DJ's choice for some reason. I was like, what? <laughs> um, and so they selected YMCA from the village people. And I knew that and I did, I think, the whole thing. And I actually won that contest. <laughs> so, And then the second time I did it, um, the overall grade, because it was marks out of 10 for everything, uh, the overall was a 10, and um, I selected a song from a list that it landed on, and I think the one I knew was uh, an NSYNC song, uh, Pop. So I did that, and I did good on that one. And in... Seventh grade and eighth grade, you have electives as far as classes go. And um, in seventh and eighth grade, I did drama. And uh, in seventh grade, I did a dance class of some sort. And I also did computers. And you do, of course, have PE. In junior high, um, you do have like a locker room of some sort that you can change into PE clothes. And um, for me, I didn't really have to worry about that because I did adaptive PE. So, yeah. Um, and once you complete junior high, 
there is a graduation from that. And this graduation happened not in the school's auditorium, but we actually went to a high school auditorium for that graduation. Um, we walked to West Hills High School and we had the graduation ceremony there. So it really, really does give you a good feeling knowing that you complete different levels of school and are ready to move on to other levels of schooling. And the drama for eighth grade, just so you know, is um, theater drama. So you do plays, basically. So that was really, really fun for me. Um, and instead of recess for junior high, they simply called it break. Um, so anyway, now I want to draw the attention to what you need to know about high school. Now, right here is where I'm going to play for you the songs from the Schoolhouse Rock Grammar album. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about what you need to know for high school. So this is where I'm going to play a little bit of the Schoolhouse Rock Grammar album for you. Um, but before we get there, here are a couple of important things to really, really keep in mind about high school. So, the individual people that just start out in high school are known as incoming freshmen, okay? So, when you register at the high school that you're going to, there is important documentation you will need to have on hand to provide to the principal of the school. One thing is proof of your identification. Now, yes, if you have an ID card of some sort, they'll probably take that but they want a copy of your birth certificate that proves that you are who you say you are. And they'll also want a copy of your immunizations. Now, you will have an opportunity to be oriented to the school that you're going to. Um, some high schools do have what's called a freshman orientation, and that happens a couple of days or so before the first day of the school year. So uh, there's a lot of activities that you'll get to do. I really had fun with that, certainly. And you'll be given an opportunity to... Um, meet new people as well. There might be, you know, cheers or something like that going on that they'll lead you in. And uh, 
as for what to say, they will, you know, let you know what to say and you should be a-okay with that. Um, in regards to classes, you will have math, science, and other classes that you might be familiar with from previous grades. And the work that you'll be doing is obviously harder because you do have to work harder when you move up a grade. Um, and the rules and consequences are a bit stricter than they were in junior high and such, because once you get to high school, you really have to think about your careers because that's the level after high school. And you don't want to be late for classes because they'll want you to go to something called lockout. And that is a boring place to be. So this is really to help you understand how important it is to be on time. Now, they'll probably let you go if maybe it's your very first day and you had some difficulty getting to the class or something like that. But once you know where the classroom is for whatever class you're doing, then they're going to expect you to be on time. Um, now, when I was in my freshman year of high school, I did a music class. I also did one devoted to reading and math as well, uh, PE, English, life management skills, and geography. And I did have a study session as well, so I can get my homework done and all that. So I had about, you know, seven to eight different classes throughout the course of the high school year. And so, in freshman English, you are required to read Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, okay? That's the required book for that. Um, and... You also will do some further daily language review and all that, basically correcting sentences and such. So this is where we're going to play a little bit of the schoolhouse rock. Um, this will be a good review for what you have learned at this point from your instructors on what adjectives, nouns, verbs, stuff like that all are. So here we go.
So that song was uh, Pack Up Your Adjectives. Um, let's do one more song from that album. Hello, 
folks. This is Lolly Sr. saying we have every adverb in the book, so come on down and look. Hello, folks. Lolly Jr. here. Suppose your house needs painting. How are you going to paint it? That's where the adverb comes in. We can also give you a special intensifier so you can paint it very neatly or rather sloppily. Oh, how? Suppose you're going nut gathering. Your buddy wants to know where and when. Use an adverb and tell him. Get your adverb. Use it with an adjective. It says much more. Anything described can be described some more. Anything you'd ever need is in the store. And so you choose very carefully every word you use. Use it with a verb. It tells us how you did. Where it happened, where you're going, where you've been. Use it with another adverb. That's the end. And even more. So that was uh, a song about adverbs. Um, and there are some other ones, too, that you can look at and listen to. There's one about interjections. Um, and again, you'll learn that in previous grades and such, too. Um, you might also be dealing with, like, subject verb agreement or noun verb agreement, that sort of thing. So, um as long as you just pay attention to what you're doing, you really should be on the right track. So that's a little bit about your freshman year. Now, sophomore through senior years are pretty straightforward. Um, so sophomore is 10th grade. And at this point, depending on what state you live in, you might be required to take a state exit exam as part of graduation requirements. And in your sophomore year of English, you'll be reading uh, Julius Caesar and uh, some other books as well, basically. And... In your junior year of high school, this is when it gets a little bit harder because you will have a requirement for junior English classes, and that is to do a research paper on American authors. And your instructors will talk about what to do to get started as far as uh, doing note cards, that sort of thing. And 
um, your senior year of high school, the very last year, this is where you really have to start thinking about your careers and what you want to do for further schooling, that sort of thing. Um, Altogether, for credits, you'll need about 220 to graduate, and there are certain classes that you will be taking in each year of high school. So not just necessarily 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade English, but you'll be required to do some sort of science classes, uh, some history classes, government, economics, stuff like that. Um, the math, it varies from like basic algebra, foundations to algebra, um, geometry. So you will have help certainly to get through all four years of high school from other students and teachers. So you really don't have a whole lot to worry about. And keep in mind as well that you don't have to know every single thing there is to know about the individual subjects that you'll be studying. You'll learn eventually. So once you graduate from high school at the end of your senior year, and yes, you might have, let's say, short days or minimum days, as some people call them, throughout school years. Um, you will get a diploma and you get to keep the graduation caps and the tassels that come with them. And you are asked, though, to return the gowns, though, to the staff members, unless you go to a high school in which they say you can keep the cap and gown. But more than likely, you do get to keep the caps and, of course, the tassels that go on them. Um, when you walk the stage, the tassel is on your right side. So if you're like left-handed, then you want it on the opposite side, basically. And um, then when you officially graduate, your tassel moves from right to left. So, There are assemblies, of course, that you can participate in throughout high school. There's like homecoming assemblies. There's a welcome assembly, one that happens in the winter. And you'll have daily bulletins read out to you from your teachers and staff members. So you'll know everything that's going on. Um, as for doing things like prom or grad night. Uh, you can choose to go to stuff like that, certainly if you wish to. You don't have to, but it does get offered to you throughout high school. 
So now we'll move on to college level. All right, so let's now talk a little bit about the real world and what you can expect from there. So I would say, if in doubt, don't do any of the things I'm about to mention. Some people, when it comes to the real world, they want to live with roommates or be involved in a relationship with someone. But you want to make sure that you're with the right people. You see, you don't want to be involved in a relationship or live with roommates that are too controlling, have problems with alcohol or other drugs, that sort of thing. It's just not safe. So you want to be with the right people and asking questions like, are you an alcoholic or do you know how to treat people respectfully are very good questions to ask. Once you have established that you are with the right people, you can then proceed from there in regards to dating and marriage, having children, that sort of thing, if you want to be in a relationship or um, if you're with roommates, you know, just respecting them and doing things that you want to do certainly and maybe see if your roommates want to do the same things also. Um, when it comes to actually where you live, that will vary depending on what your decision could be. Some people do want to stay living with their families, but knowing that we're talking options for college though, there are places that might be close by to where you currently live with your family. And if so, great. If, however, we're talking a place that's about 30 minutes or an hour away from where you currently live, you might want to think about moving somewhere close by. Most careers do require you to go off to college or do online courses. And to name just a few jobs that do require education, um, store employees, bank tellers, um, medical-related jobs, police officers, firefighters, you know, jobs like that. So if you go off to get further education, make sure that you really pay attention to what is required and I have no doubt that you will succeed. When it comes to applying for both jobs and careers, make sure that you look at the qualifications first, then determine if you meet any of the qualifications before you start applying. Don't waste your time applying for anything that you know you don't have the knowledge. Also make sure that you arrive at least 30 minutes early to a college or the career itself 
so that you have plenty of time to do things like checking emails or voicemails, stuff like that, before you begin your daily work. Now, if you need a little bit of help to figure out what you're skilled in, that sort of thing, you can write about a life challenge that you faced and how you dealt with it. And you could also put together an ability statement that you can look at and you can kind of use it to help go towards the career applying. And when it comes to applying for jobs, You'll really succeed far if you go with what you enjoy doing and using whatever skills it takes to get you to that position. Because you don't want to be involved in a career that you're not going to appreciate. And then by the time the weekend is over, you're dreading the next day because then you have to go back to doing the job you don't like. So try to stay away from something like that, please. Um... In a nutshell, that covers what you need to know about the real world. There are other things to really keep in mind, and you'll learn all of this throughout your school years, up through high school, and maybe a little bit through college as well. But I really, really hope that you enjoy both parts of the school prep show. Episode 13 is going to be the Halloween show. All right. So take care.